Mr. Pop. You're going to have to look a long way to find banana-flavoured ice cream. It just doesn't resonate. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Yes, this is not a test. This is not a, a drill. This is the real thing. You want to start again? What do you want to start again for? Didn't you hear me sneeze? No. I'm oh, not. Sneeze. No, I didn't hear you sneeze. Any other bodily functions anyone wants to get out of the road before we actually start the show? Too late. We've started the show. You want to sneeze, fart, burp, or whatever? Do it now. Share it with the audience. Sneeze. Thank you. Sneeze. I heard that. Can we start again, please? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if we did the, if we restarted this show every time after someone said, "Can we start again?" Uh, we'd have about four hundred starts on this show, so we're up and running. Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Hillier. Welcome to Rock and Roll. And with me, as always, there he is, the Illustrated Man, Carl. Yeah, right there. That's that's him. That's Carl, the Illustrated Man, Mister Mark Fine. Hello. When I said, "Can we start again?" I didn't mean. This episode, I meant the whole bloody concept. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. How's your week been, Finey? Yeah, good. Yeah, very good. Obviously, you know, I've got we we've I've got some interesting stories about the Matildas. Ah, good. You know, just people sharing stories about where they were when they won and. Etc. No, good, 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 good. Uh, now Lenny's fine food is going well this week. Very well. Good to hear. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good week's trading. And also, I, I want to share with you and Brian when Brian joins us. Mm-hmm. I actually had something happen to me today. Now I'm, I'm sort of an atheist, stroke agnostic type person. Right. Well, let's bring in the former choir boy there. That's a perfect cue to bring in the former yeah, choir boy yeah, yeah. from St. Kevin's. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys. It is the man whose life is based on William Foster, the character in Falling Down. It is Brian Mannix. Uh, altar boy, Kev, not uh, choir oh, boy. Oh, sorry, sorry. My my mistake. I get them mixed up. And I reckon St. Bernard's, <laughs> not St. Kevin's. I think you're right, Fonny. Okay, yes. so I completely stuffed that up. Can I do so, uh, let's start again. Hey, let's bring in the <laughs> let's bring let's bring in the altar boy here. Welcome to the show. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Time to bring in the altar boy. That's not the first time you've heard this on this program. Uh Brian, uh, uh sorry, uh, altar boy at uh, at St Bernard's. Welcome. Ah, uh, thanks, Kev. Um well, you know, now I since we've had to do this twice, I can't remember what the question was. <laughs> well, I'll make it easy. How are you and how's your week been? Well, had its ups and downs. I'll talk about some of the downs later. Right. But um, first of all, I would like to issue a no, a uh, oversight committee inquiry right. into one of the members of this panel. Yeah. I believe... There, I've seen bank transactions. We've got his laptop, and there's been money coming in from the Ukraine, mm. from China. Mm. That is the only explanation I can why we would have five best ice creams as our topic tonight. This is worse than the uh, English cricketers. Oh, right then. Funny, you're under oh. attack. Oh, you are severely under attack. It's a great topic. I've, I've run it past a lot of people and they all love it. 
Mm, I actually enjoyed it. I, I sat down and it, it, it was a lovely burst of nostalgia looking back over old ice cream uh, posters on the internet this afternoon from Streets and Peters and all that stuff looking at the old icy poles I used to eat. Yeah, right. yeah. And in fact, serve in the in the in the uh, in the cafe my mum and dad had in the late sort of sixties, early seventies. I used to serve behind the counter, um, so it was a, a lovely burst of nostalgia for me. And I've had people, I've shared it with people, and they've said, "What a great topic! They're going to listen in." And <laughs> oh, nice. And say, well, a few of them also said, "You know, we think it's a really nice nostalgic topic," and oh. If you can just do us a favour, tell Brian to get f***ed when you see him. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> no, you're just shirty, Brian, because you, you blew your, ga- your best gag last week when you said, oh, well, I can't wait for us all to have a golden gay time. You're just, you're just shirty on that. That's about it. But, no, we could have done places to spew up. Oh, yeah, of course. Great. You, you, you get anecdotes out of that, like, oh, I spewed up here. It wasn't a good place. You know, but I would like to spew up here. That mm. would be a good place. Yep. You know, that we could have gone with that. People would be glued. Well, we'll put it on the put it on the whiteboard. See how it goes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it on the whiteboard. Now, finding out. So, what happened today? What happened now? What happened? So, you've had a religious experience of some description today, have you? A, an epiphany. Yeah. Now, look, it, it was a very trivial thing, right? But it was. So it it really rocked me to the core as to how these things happen. Now, one explanation is absolute blind coincidental luck. Right. Let me explain. I regularly watch on YouTube a great little 10-minute thing on cooking called Village Cooking Channel. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Okay. It's five guys in India. And they cook everything outdoors, all in sort of really rural settings. But they cook en masse and they cook amazing. Obviously, it's all sort of curries and Indian dishes. Yum. But all without any electricity, all on open fires, big pots. But they're cooking for um, elderly people or, or unfortunately, you know, people who can't normally afford fancy meals. And it's just one dish, but they cook it on mass. Like they'll cook mutton something and they'll have four whole sheep. And there's hundreds of them. There's right. I can't tell you how many episodes there are. And it's well worth watching. Village Cooking Channel. Okay. It's for free. It's on YouTube. And every now and then I just log on and um, watch three or four in a row. They're fun. I can't um, – they just produce so many of them. So I logged on today and I was watching one. And I just had this thought. Now, I had this thought, I swear on my bucket list, I would love to go and watch them do one of these programs. In fact, my bucket list thing would be to actually, because I can cook, to actually be on the program. I'd need a translator, but I'd love to be on the show. So it's it's right? Indian and it's done in India, in Mumbai or somewhere? In, in, in some village. Yeah, okay. And it's... And it's all done in Urdu or Hindi or whatever oh. language they're speaking. There's no subtitles. And it's only these five Indian guys, one older guy and four other guys. And they do it all on their own. And I just thought, I swear on my bucket list, I wonder how I've got to organise to somehow get in touch with them to be part of one of these shows. 
Now, I've seen 100 of these shows, and on my life, there's never been a white person on it. There's never been one word of English spoken. This was just a fanciful thought I had. The very next episode upturns this white guy, and with a translator, he says, it's always been his wish to be part of the show, <laughs> and he's from Sweden, and he contacted them, and he's going to join in cooking this dish of mutton and rice. Oh! Hey. Now, I've, watched, I've watched 90 episodes. There's never, ever been, first of all, I don't understand a word they're saying. <laughs> There's never, ever been a white person on this show. And the actual thought that I had was just a fanciful thing that I, I thought it could never happen, but God, I'd love to do it. And the very next, not two episodes away, the very next episode, there's a white guy and he says that he loves the show and he contacted them. And even though they couldn't speak a word of English and they needed a translator, he started cooking with them. That could have been you. Yeah. But, that, but how did I, I have think that God helps those that help themselves, Finey. I just that thought guy it helped sort himself. Of, yeah. It was, it was something. I, and then I thought to myself, if there is some sort of higher power, mm-hmm. it's pretty simplistic of us to think it's going to come to you in a burning bush or some miracle. Yep. Something small will happen and you'll think, oh, my God, there's more to life than meets the eye. Yeah. Now, I know it's ridiculous because I was watching an Indian cooking show <laughs> and I know coincidences happened, but I have a slightly that... different view on life this afternoon than I did yesterday afternoon okay. and, no, and no one can change my opinion. It's weird. Yep. Well, well, that is one of those funny coincidences that happens in life and there you go. There's but it might not have been a coincidence. Something out there that's that's bigger than all of us and we, as mere mortals, can't explain it and so we come up with things like God or prison power or that, but they kind of all agree that there's some sort of force out there. And, you know, whether you put it into it's God and Jesus or Allah or whatever or prison power or the power of positive thinking... (laughs) It's kind of all the same. Yeah, no, I, I'm more inclined to agree with you now than I would have 24 hours ago. Mm. Right, now, Brian, you talk about the highs and lows of your week. What, uh, what, what did you want to bring up about that? Oh, crikey! After this show's finished, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go and spend about an hour sitting on the toilet because I had pain in my buttock. And I didn't like that pain. Mm. It wasn't much. It was just a really slight dull pain. But then it was there a couple of days later that, ah, oh, look, you know, and I remembered that my dad my dad died of um, prostate cancer. So and I think his first thing was a pain in the butt. So I went, oh, shit, hang on. So I went to the doctor and I told him and he had a look at my ass and said, it is a beauty. He Dr. Islam said, that is the best ass I've seen in ages. Um, so I had to go and have a scan on that. And then they come back and they said, uh, your prostate's a bit enlarged Ooh. and the wall of my bladder is a bit thick. Well, it's probably understandable. Um, so, you know, that's a bit of a pain in the ass. So I've got to have an MRI um, tomorrow. Ooh. And 
Yeah, but had a PSA test about a month ago, and that was all good. So, so you're having one of those, having one of those. Uh, what do they call them? Where they they put the 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 thing up your backside and uh, and they... no, 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 no. It is an MRI on my bladder oh, okay. and um, prostate. So, okay. and you know, but, but have the thing that. up your backside. <laughs> No, they don't. Um, no, no, but, I'm saying, but but once you're there, get it. Don't don't make it all. Don't make it all something you don't you want know, to do. Have a bit, have a bit of fun. Well, you know, it's not it's it's not expensive. It's not cheap just to get the MRI. You know, to get the the whole oil and everything service. It's you know, I just had to pay me Gold Coast rates for God's sake. I know anyway. people. Who'd pay, I know people who'd pay you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd just be worried what they're inserting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, good luck with that. That's not good. Let's uh, hope, let's hope the uh, the outcome of that is good. Be, yeah, no, that um, you'll you'll be fine. Uh, if you had the if you had yeah. the PSA a couple of weeks ago, yeah, you should be right. Given yeah. that I have no idea what PSA stands for. Well, that's the that's the count that they give you, and they come back and say, "No, your your thing yeah, counts not good." So. Your red or your white bloods aren't good. Means you've probably got a cancer or something. Like you that. know exactly what they're going to tell you, Brian. I, don't, I, don't oh, I know they're going to say, "Nah, you got to stop drinking." Stop drinking. So much. <laughs> you, you know exactly to, where you this know, is headed, mate. You you've got to start eating. You know, yeah. um, mm. you know exactly they're going to tell you to going. get off the piss. You know, there's been a few little clues, but then, you know, the universe just says, righto, how dumb is this guy? Righto, let's give him a pain in the ass, get him to the doctor so the doctor can tell him. Yep. And, yeah, you're right, Connie, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen, mate. You can put – Nothing too serious, just a little bit of common sense. You can put the house on that one. (laughs) Put the penthouse on that one, Brian. Okay, we'll put it up for market right now. All right. Well, let's get to the thing everyone's talking about this week, and that, of course, is the Matildas. Did you watch it, Brian? Uh, absolutely. They were – it was fantastic. I, You know, people complain about the penalty shootout. I thought it was terrific, and I thought it was our best result way of winning it um, the last 10 or 15 minutes. I don't know. I wasn't, yeah, convinced. But, yeah, what a great game. and. Um, you know, I was really excited about it, yeah. and I thought it was great. Finally, yourself? That was that was dry. You know, people can talk about politics. They can talk about real-life stories and whatever. There's no drama like sport when it, when when you when you are invested in it and yeah. you care about the result. Sometimes it just happens that two teams meet that are inseparable ability-wise. And that's how that game looked to me. Mm. Even if there was a goal in regular time, both teams had chances, but they looked very evenly matched to me. And in a sport like soccer and and footy, we saw it later with Melbourne and Carlton, went down to a millimetre. You know, it, it just, if you care about the result, well, imagine having a footy game with the way it finished with that Petrarca goal Imagine having that incident eight times in ten minutes. Because <laughs> that's what a penalty shootout's like. It yeah. is so hard to watch. I mean, twice we could have shut the door on them. Then there was the one they had to retake and they missed again. I mean, it was it was high drama. Yeah. I tell yeah. You, it was high drama and 
it made winning. I I just can't think of how painful losing that game would have been. You know. Oh, for, if, if we'd have lost it, if if Courtney Vine had you know missed that one or whatever, or the yeah, girl yeah, hadn't hit if, the post with the one that the the, the young French girl that had a crack at it, it was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is an absolute toss of the coin. Oh God, that. yes. Hit the post goes out. Hit the post goes in. Yeah, it's it's incredibly cruel in a lot of ways, but it's also it as you point out, it is just the high stakes drama of all high stakes drama. Yeah, it is literally like watching a coin spinning in the air mm. in sl- ultra slow motion. Head. Tail. <laughs> when um, when Mackenzie oh, Arnold God. hit her penalty, I thought we're here, we're home, we've done it. She's done it. She's she's won this for us. She's not only yeah. stopped the penalty, she's whacked this in. It's hit the bottom part of the of the top uh, crossbar and and come yeah. straight back out again. I thought, how the bloody hell did that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just oh God, it was. But the whole country's invested, so I got a few stories because you know it obviously. Uh, at, at the footy, Carlton, Melbourne, the whole crowd went wild. Yep. But that lady coming into the shop, she went to a production by the Melbourne Theatre Company. And apparently somebody was there with – because, I mean, I'm lucky. I've got Optus on my phone because I've watched the EPL, so I, could, yep. I watched it as well on my phone. But somebody in the in the um, theatre, she said it was a small production. It was about 150 people. Anyhow, some a few people on Wi-Fi. So just out of nowhere, the audience erupted yep. into applause and and the play stopped and the actors didn't know what was going on. That's good. And yep. then apparently, apparently one of the actors from the stage said, Is it the soccer? Is it the Matildas? And and everybody, actors included, sort of embraced and everybody was fearing and and then there was like a three-minute intermission for even the actors to break the fourth wall, as they say, and yeah. ask the audience what happened, who, how did it happen, and then they got back to the play. <laughs> that's, that's gorgeous. There's a lovely um, uh, post on social media of someone taking a whole a plane, a complete cockpit in a plane, uh, not the cockpit, but the you know where, where you sit in the plane. Everybody's got their screen on. Everybody but one person is watching the Matildas. The one person is watching Lord of the Rings because you, <laughs> you could tell. So, And when, when Courtney Vine, uh, kicks the final thing, everybody's hands go up in the air and they all go berserk, except the one nerd in the middle of it who's watching Lord of the Rings in the, on his <laughs> little screen. It's hysterical. So, uh, I don't funny. know. I don't know. If it was an internal flight in Australia or where it was, but it, um, I think it might have been a Jetstar flight. So... Um, or a Virgin flight it might have been because um, they have the things, but no, it was perfect. Yeah, very funny. Internal <laughs> Virgin. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so that'll be uh, much worse. To, uh, well, the, the ratings figures are as second only, I think, to Cathy Freeman winning the 400 metres at the Sydney Olympics is the only other thing that's had more viewers. Amazing. And I'm sure that if you factored in – the amount of people who are watching it at, in you know on their phones in theaters and in planes and in uh, in stadiums yep. all over the place that army, uh, um, army tanks almost every every Australian I reckon has uh, has got across that so that's that's terrific very pleased this whole thing about yep. the public holiday can the politicians piss off out of it and let us enjoy it as a as a spectacle for the country to enjoy and not have them put their two cents worth in 
say congratulations and and you know and support them like we all do. But this whole public holiday, piss all that off. We don't want to hear about any of that stuff in the lead up to this. Correct. Like honestly, yeah, correct. You know, the, the, I mean, yeah. the, the joy of them getting to the semi-finals of a World Cup, I couldn't give a stuff about a public holiday, but the, the joy of them getting to the semi-final, the only team that's ever got to a semi-final of a World Cup in in uh, in soccer in this country, that's that's just, that's to be celebrated. It's an amazing effort under oh. all the pressure of having the World Cup here. I mean, <laughs> I would have thought, I would have thought making the quarterfinals was a pass, mm. you know. I think they, it was. They, that, I think it absolutely that was. The was. They, they needed to get out of the group stage and win one game. Yep. And that was the pass. And now to make the semis, you know, which means but even whole, better against to England. Play, to play England. And, you know, they should be better at this game than us. But they might not be. I reckon they got much more pressure on them. Oh, no, I suppose we, it's home crowd for us. But I reckon they're under a lot of pressure, Poms. I reckon home crowd's going to be fantastic for us. Look, it's, yeah. just a, a, it's a dream come true. Yeah. It, it's fantastic. And it, the way, just the way everything's kind of lining up, you've got the, the first Australian ever um, to coach and manage an English EPL side Made his debut on the weekend, uh, and you know got a draw out of it. Which, but uh, uh, they played a brand of soccer that they're going to play, and and you know a baseball type brand of soccer that Ange Postecoglou's taking to the EPL, which is just fantastic. So you got that going on. You got um, the Matildas doing this. It, it's bloody, it's fantastic stuff. It's great stuff. Yeah. Did you did did you hear about Barnaby Joyce and the soccer and the Matildas? No, no, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Down to the local pub to watch the the game, mm-hmm. and unbeknownst to everybody in the pub, they were watching the friendly against France that they did before the World Cup started. And Barnaby Joyce and all of the people thought that Australia won one nil because <laughs> they watched they watched a game that happened like two months ago, oh, really? and they all thought it was live. Yeah. I thought that was quite humorous. Good grief. Yeah, because that's what would have been – that's what Fox Sports would have shown because they don't have the rights to it. Oh, of course they don't. So somebody, ah. Some pub just had Fox Sports on and no access to free-to-air, ah. which some TVs don't have. Yep. And so, the, and so they'd put it on at exactly the time it's going to yeah. start. Yeah, which is so what go, Fox Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's on here, yeah. It's what, and it's what, that's what Fox did with the English – with the Ashes. They were showing old Ashes cricket. Yes, they were, because I got caught with that because I was up in Inverloch where I don't have free-to-air TV. Yeah, so they do that quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And <laughs> nobody there knew enough about soccer to know that it was... Uh... <laughs> well, it, look, there was about 25 people sitting there. It was like a real, you know, outback country pub. And they were all yeah. sitting there and they're cheering their <laughs> work for this, you know... Six-week-old game, but anyway, they had a good time. Oh. Yeah. Barnaby wouldn't know what day of the week it was, would he? Oh, they got the right result at least. Yeah, well, at least we, <laughs> we, we won them both apparently, so we we can be uh, we can rejoice in that. Now, yeah. uh, there's also it looks like we may have prematurely killed off the Commonwealth Games. It looks like they might go ahead the 2026 Commonwealth Games. Apparently. 
I've read today where there's a, a certain person, an anonymous person, um, living on the Gold Coast, oh. who apparently has more money than cents and is willing to completely and utterly fund the running of the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast. Well, well Brian. No, no, that's not me. I, you know, no, that's definitely not me. Um, why would you bother? I heard the Bedroom Olympics were on in your your um, postcode, Brian. No, no, no. <laughs> Bonnie's the sex room man. No, no. Um, I said right. <laughs> and and didn't, isn't, isn't the, the next Commonwealth Games also in jeopardy? Nobody wants it. Uh, no, the, no, 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 you're wrong. No, it's not in jeopardy, it's in Alberta. Well, it was. Alberta were going to bid for it, and, <laughs> and then they said, no, we're not going to bid for it. So, Well, sorry, sorry, boys. It's in jeopardy. You have to say, what is Alberta? <laughs> ah, very <laughs> good. Come on. Yeah, yeah that's Thanks, right. Thanks, Alex. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so it looks like it might actually be resurrected, and uh, you might be, you might be stand, hanging out the penthouse there waving at the contestants running the Commonwealth Games Marathon, Brian? Well, I'm going to be sitting on my balcony this weekend watching the air show go past. Um, there's a huge air show up here, and we've had them running around all week. I've already spoken about this. Stop me. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to spend after weekend sitting on my balcony watching jets and patchy helicopters and bombers and the roulettes and all sorts of shit. But oh, nothing, okay. because I've got a great balcony. So, thank you, God. So it's like the Avalon what? Air Show being held on the Gold Coast. I didn't know the Gold Coast had one of them. There you go. And it's all over the water and over the beach. Oh, it'll, that'd be spectacular. That'd be great, actually. And to not have to pay to see it, just sit on a balcony, it's like, yay! Makes those corporate body corporate rates seem a little bit more realistic. <laughs> Fair enough, Brian. Why don't you why don't you enter the Commonwealth Games? You could do a Fred Lutz. Um, Fred Lutz being Fred Laws Lutz. Who's the guy that ah oh, hitchhiked and got eleven miles in the marathon? I was so hoping you didn't know who it was, given that you were the one who told us about him last week. Actually. The the bloke we didn't talk about last week was the chess player with the anal beads up his ass, and he'd go to make a move, and somebody'd be watching or something, and then they'd buzz the anal beads. It's not it's hundred percent proven, but it's pretty close to. So they, so they buzz, buzz. So I grabbed my knight, going to move it here, and then suddenly my. Anal beads, remote controlled <laughs> anal beads from the guy that's watching buzzes, my ass vibrates, and I go, oh, hang on, no. Grab my bishop and I'm gonna move him here. No anal bead buzz. So I think the bishop uh, down. But there's a there's a question that I always ask about anal bead buzzing. Always oh, there. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there was that famous the English ex cop or copper. Who got caught cheating on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, they made a movie out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the, because the people, the guy in the audience was coughing. Doing that's the right. Coughing. Yes, yes, that's right. So, so there is a fairly obvious question for both the anal bead buzzer and the coffer in the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Why didn't the guy coughing just go on who wants to be a millionaire? And why did not the guy controlling the anal beads just play in the chess championship? Why did they need proxies to – if they're so smart that they can win from the audience, why not go themselves? That's a very good question. A very well, good question. This is the way you do it. The bloke – I know, I know is, what you're going to say. The bloke, right. hang, on, is, hang on. Let me guess. He could do that, but it's not as pleasurable. <laughs> no, actually, I wish I'd thought of that. But the, but the bloke in the bloke in the audience is going to be hyped up. He's going to have one of those little chewy gum things in his ear, like you know, host to although they're some of those big ones. But no, you can get little like a chewing gum thing mm. goes in here, so somebody can talk to you, and you could you could work it so that. They could hear, so outside in the van or somewhere, they could hear what the question was and then quickly, quickly Google look up it. the answer yeah, okay. yeah. and then bang, yeah. you know. Yeah, so. And that was why it worked on Millionaire, I think, more so than other thing because there is that element in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire where they drag it out more than most quiz shows you, to get yeah, the answer. On. You've got the electric anal beads in, right? <laughs> So, oh, uh, I think I think you should go on the chess championship. So I think I think you've B, been beating the bishop too much. Sydney Harbour, C, Gasca Harbour. Your ass goes off. You go lock in C, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to change? Do you want to change your mind? Well, it's not my mind that'll be changing. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, Ed. Can you just hang on? Mars hasn't gone off. I'm just. A, I need a bit of time to think about whether it's A, B, C, or D. Uh, any minute now, Mars is going to go off, and we'll be able to answer your question. Yeah, it certainly, it certainly redefines the meaning of hot seat. <laughs> well, that's got the. Uh, well, uh, speaking of that, that's got the Kyber. Yeah, it's yeah, no, gone oh, for a year. Yeah. I think for a year. Well, change your mind or change your undies. These things, once they're gone, sometimes I think they're gone, gone, gone. Yep. I haven't put it. I haven't put. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire in the Deathalizer? But it's 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 hovering. I tell you what. Another thing about that, it starts off. You got some small anal beads, and you know you're doing a quiz. Then next thing you know, you've got bigger anal beads. And you're doing a cryptic crossword. Oh, stop it. You know, and it just goes on and on. It's it's a gateway. Anyway, I think people know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think they do. Uh, let's get to the footy tips and talk about the footy. Another interesting round of football. Again, I hate football, but we'll move on from uh, my personal feelings uh, and have a look at what happened in the tips from uh, the weekend. And my apologies to those people who are listening intently on the uh, to the podcast worked out probably – um, earlier than I did, that there was no tip for the Hawthorne uh, Bulldogs game done. On I don't know how I missed that, but fortunately, I can say uh, text messages were sent and uh, and uh, tips were put in in time before the game started. So everyone, <coughs> it's, all, it's all above board. All above board. <coughs> what? I don't know. I just like the sound of. <laughs> it saved your ass, Mannix, getting that tip in. Don't you worry about that. Thank you very much. Uh, so let's have a look in the uh, in the one pointer tipping competition. Uh, finally, this, still... this program's definitely been brought to you by the letter T and the body part R. <laughs> Thank you. Um, finally, still has an unassailable lead as he's had 
pretty much since round one um, of the uh, of the one point of tipping competition. He's on 137 with another six this week. Uh, again, topping the count this week with six, so up to 137. I got five, which takes me to 118. And Brian, you got four, which takes you to 104. I can't win one, not even one week, except for round two. That's it. Now, in the Finies, uh, Lenny's Fine Foods tipping competition, where there's the dangled uh, carrots of, uh, of more meatier points come up. Uh, I'm afraid to say, Brian, this week you finished on the bottom again. <sighs> you got Essendon and you got Hawthorne. And that was all you got. So you got 10. Well, it- well, it's a big been a big show for bottoms, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why uh, the, the 153 is what your score goes up to. I didn't do much better. I got 18, um, so that takes me to 161. I got uh, Collingwood, uh, Sydney, Brisbane, St Kilda, and Port Adelaide, and of course the bloody Bulldogs let me down. Uh, and finally, you got hang on, s- hang on. What? Can you go through who you got again? I got Collingwood. I got yeah. Sydney. Yeah. I got Brisbane. Yeah. I got St Kilda. Yeah. And I got Port. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you didn't get Freo. No, I I picked the Eagles by a fair by a fair way. I can tell you. And you did get Freo. You got you got uh, funny. You got Sydney, Brisbane, Freo, St Kilda, and uh, Port to give you sixteen. So you're up on two hundred and two. And an unassailable forty odd forty one point lead. No, but well done. You you won this week's Finest Lenny Food. Yeah, I did actually. I did. Yeah, eighteen six. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I don't know how the hell I did that, but I did. Given my team lost. (sighs) But there you go. Well done. Frustrating football. Frustrating. 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 But. The eight is very much alive as to who's going to finish in the last couple of spots in the eight. Uh, your mob sixth, finally mine's eighth, and Brian's yours ninth. So we're all in with a chance of either being there or not being there. We could all be there together, or all three of us could drop out. Nothing would surprise me. Yep, I think we're we're fighting for the same spot, aren't we? No, I don't think so. Essendon, Essendon can't make it. I don't think we can. No, no they're going horribly. Yep, I don't think you can either. But uh, and if and if you did, what are you going to do? Just embarrass yourself? You know, well, I think. Any, I think. Know, get, get, let's be honest. I think the bottom four are making up the numbers. Oh, not Carlton. I think the bottom yeah. four are making up the numbers. Really? Yeah, Carlton's going if pretty I, well. Mm. I mean, if any bottom four team in recent years, including the doggies when they won it, they could hit the finals in the best form of all. Yeah, know? but the doggies was They're different. Beaten. The doggies, the doggies got flogged in the in the last round of the home and away season in 2016, and then had a week off and got five blokes back. Yeah, no, I'm saying that's right. But I'm just saying, if Carlton win the next two games, they will have won ten in a row. They've beaten Collingwood, beaten Melbourne. I mean, and they've got Walsh and Sarah to come back in the team. No, I agree with all that, except I think and Mackay. I think they I don't think they can sustain that kind of performance. Oh. No, we all hope they don't because we can't stand them. <laughs> Sorry, I've forgotten that. One. Of course, that was a criteria. But that notwithstanding, I think they're not making up the numbers at the moment. Uh, well, no, they just beat Melbourne. No, no, I agree. And they've beaten Collingwood and they've beaten uh, Port. So you know, in terms yeah. of in terms of that, I, I yeah. I, but I think when it comes to September, I think whoever is is 
not in the top four is not going to. Well, it's it's made it's made for the top four, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, very, you've got to win four games in a row. Yes, which is bloody yeah. hard. Yep, bloody hard. Now this week there are some very good games and there are some very average games, but uh, most most are pretty good. Probably the worst game of the competition is the one I'll be at on Sunday afternoon. Uh, but let's uh, let's have a look. Friday night we start uh, with the Collingwood and Brisbane at Marvel Stadium, uh, and uh, this is a very good game. Collingwood obviously now without Darcy Moore as well as Young Dacos, but geez, the other Dacos um, showed that uh, he's not exactly backward and coming forward either. He's a good little player, Young Josh. Um, Collingwood and Brisbane, uh, Marvel Stadium. Brian, you can lead us off for a point. Okay, I'm going to go for Brisbane on this one because yeah. Collingwood's players that you suggest are missing, uh, Nick Dacos and Darcy Moore. I don't really know Darcy Moore's form, but when I heard Lucky Phil say, Darcy Moore's out, oh, f***. So I figure that that's an important thing. So for that reason, and, I, you know, old traitor Danaher, he probably pretty familiar with Marvel Stadium, so yeah, I think uh, Brisbane. I'm going the pies, funny. There's something wrong with Brisbane this year. I don't know what it is, but they're not right. They were hardly impressive. Shit. They weren't. They were not impressive on the weekend. I can tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'll go for Collingwood. All right. Now, when we dangle the uh, look at the point spread, it's four for Collingwood and six for Brisbane. So you want to stick with Brisbane, Brian? Obviously. Thank you. I'm sticking with Collingwood. Uh, Finey, you? You know what? I'm going to play this game as it's supposed to be played. Oh, here we go. Because I found it very, very hard to split Collingwood and Brisbane. So given that there's a point lean to Brisbane, I'll have to take that slight lean and pick Brisbane. Okay. So Finey goes for Brisbane for the six. Richmond and North Melbourne at the MCG on Saturday afternoon at 1.45. I think North Melbourne uh, going probably better than Richmond at the moment, but Richmond will probably get a few back. Oh, uh, this is a bloody nightmare to tip this game. Um, it's at the G. I'll go Richmond, but that's the only reason I'm picking them, Finey. They've really, they're really done, Richmond. They've really done. They're cooked. But North don't know how to win. They can play well, but they just can't win. Yep. So you're picking Richmond? Yeah, I'll go Richmond. Brian, for one point? I think the whole training session at the Kangaroos this week will be, boys, playing all right, but you've got to learn how to win. <laughs> you're like a wildebeest. You're just lying down and let the other animals eat you. Go on through the labour. Now let's deliver the baby. North Melbourne to win. So what you're saying? You're you're cutting in and out for some reason, Brian. I don't know whether it's the new headset or what it is, but is that better? No. <laughs> Wait, well, you can hear me now. Yeah, we can, uh, yeah, yeah, we can hear you now. So North Melbourne to win. Is that what you said? Because it cut out just when you were saying who you think was going to win. I, I start. I started yelling like the coach would. That oh, right. must have overloaded the speakers, and uh, so you know, anger's never a good tool. So is North Melbourne your winning team for a point? Absolutely it is. Okay, and you're sticking with them for seven points? No, I might have a look at the other team. What's that? Three points for the other team? <laughs> yeah, all right. As if I do all that. All right, smart ass. Uh, I'm, I'm 
Very, very iffy here. I'm, very, I'm tempted to go North Melbourne because I think actually I'm going to. As finally, you said, I'm going to play this game the way the game should be played. When you think there's a slight chance that the other team might actually get up, I'm going to have a crack at North Melbourne. Finally, Richmond right. or North? North to good Richmond. Okay. Bank in the three. Gold Coast and Carlton, 210 uh, on Saturday afternoon at Heritage Bank Stadium on the Gold Coast. Suns can't win. Carlton will win this one, and I think they'll win it reasonably handsomely. Finding? Yeah, I'll go for Carlton. All right. Brian, for a point? Uh, for one point, I'll have Carlton. Thanks, Kev. Okay. Now you can get six for the Gold Coast if you want to go on for that. Oh, the Gold Coast for sure. It's their last home game of the season. Yeah, finey. I've never doubted them. <laughs> they are fantastic. Uh, what about you, finey? Would you go uh, as this? Uh, it's 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 a, not a split one, but six and four. Six for the Gold Coast, four for Carlton. What are you picking? Yeah, not enough. I, I need. I would have needed more temptation to go for Gold Coast. Okay. Given that I set the points, I could have. Yes, <laughs> you could have if you wanted to, but you're Carlton for four. Uh, yep. GWS play Essendon at Giant Stadium Saturday afternoon at 4.35. GWS to win for me. I'll take them in both categories. Finey? GWS in both. Mr Mannix, where are we going GW- here? GWS for one point. For how much is Essendon paying in the Finey's Fine Foods, Lenny's Fine Foods? Eight. Yeah, give me some of that. Really? Yep. Okay. Uh, now we're on to St Kilda and Geelong. Ooh, wee. Uh, this one's at uh, Marvel Stadium Saturday night at 7.25. St Kilda and Geelong. Geelong actually are not playing that badly. They just, again, they can't win. I think they'll beat St Kilda, and I'll take them in both categories. In the point spread, it's for four points. St Kilda gets you six. Finey, you with your boys or not? St Kilda in both. St Kilda in both. Yep. Okay. Mr Mannix. Uh, Geelong for one, St Kilda for six. Geelong for one, St Kilda for six. I mean, let's just make it very clear. Brian has, in in the finest fine food competition, he's taken maximum points each game. I'm very interested to see what he does when the West Coast come up. All right, next. All right. <laughs> Adelaide, take, better. Adelaide plays Sydney. Adelaide Oval, Saturday night at 7.40. Crows for me in both, and it's worth four points for Adelaide, six for Sydney, oh, but I'll go... Crows in both. Finding? I'll take crows in both. Okay. And Mr. Mannix, where are we going with this one? It's four for Adelaide, six for Sydney, and the one-pointer. One for the crows. Uh, the crows for one. Right, okay. That's on this piece of paper. And who are they playing? Who are they playing? They Sydney are playing six? Sydney for six. Yeah, yeah, Sydney. I've never doubted them. Right, I think they'll. I think they'll smash this. Here's the linchpin game of the weekend for you, Brian. If you're going to go the uh, the roughies for everything, it's the Western Bulldogs against West Coast. The doggies are the most disappointing team in the competition, I reckon. Uh, and I barrack for them, so I'll go from for both. But, geez, I'm very, very, very disappointed with the way they've gone. Finey. who am I going? What game is this? Western Bulldogs and West oh, Coast Eagles. Um. Come on, don't be stupid. I know, dogs in both. Brian? 
West Coast in both. West Coast Eagles in both. Okay. You get nine if the Eagles get up, one if the Dogs get up. Melbourne play Hawthorne, the Giant Killers. This is Sunday afternoon at uh, the MCG at 3.20. Melbourne, the little, got the staggers. Not playing the best football they've played. Hawthorne have got some very good young players and uh, will probably be a very good side in the next couple of years. I think Melbourne will regroup and get over them. And I'll go, what are we, three for Melbourne if they win this and seven for Hawthorne. No, I'm banking the three. Mr. Fine, Melbourne and Hawthorne. I'll go Melbourne for one, Hawthorne for seven. Okay, uh, Melbourne here and Hawthorne here. I was sorely tempted but decided not to. Right, Brian, it's seven for Hawthorne, three for Melbourne and the the one-pointer. Okay, did Hawthorne win last week? I beat the Bulldogs. That was an extra good question to ask then. I didn't mean it to just rub your nose in yeah, it, but no, no, it for- worked out well. Oh, hang on, I forgot how they went last week. Let me think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shit, yeah. they won. <laughs> no, I think um, I'm going to go Hawthorne for both. Oh, okay. Hawthorne for both. And the final game of the round is Frio at home to Port Adelaide in Perth at Optus Stadium Sunday afternoon at 4.40 and go and Port Adelaide in both and it will get you four for Port Adelaide, which I think is very generous, and six for Fremantle. Finey. Oh, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going for Frio in both. Frio in both. Yep. Jeez. Really? They beat West Coast Eagles. They beat a rapple last week. I know they beat them well, but. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, and yep. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mannix, so where do you sit in this one? Yep. 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 Six for Fremantle, four for Port Adelaide. And do you want to know oh, why I think they'll win? Yeah. Let me get Brian's thing first, then you can tell us. Go on, Brian. Really? Hold back, you unhooth. Hooligan. <laughs> Two concur with Mr. Fine. Frio for both. Now, why are you picking them, Fine? It's actually a rare thing, but when these teams get to play three weeks in a row at home, so they don't have to travel for the best part of a month, they oh, really okay, enjoy yeah. it. They like it. So, yeah, it's a sort of a good little period for the club. Okay. Just trying to work out why I've got 10 tips down for Brian. Can't work out where I've stuffed this up. Oh, no, no. He needs them. Give him 10. Did you go for St Kilda or Geelong, Brian? Um, Geelong in the one, St Kilda in the... Geelong for one, St Kilda for, uh, what was it, six? That's why I've stuffed it up. I haven't put down the Geelong there. Okay, that's right. All right, all under control. You, you right. really have got the Joe Biden starting to happen, haven't you? You want to come and do the paperwork that's involved in this frigging thing every week? I'm telling you, it's a pain. No, no, I'm I'm halfway through the Joe Biden. You're, you're just starting. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, you told me you told me you loved it. Loved what? <laughs> I love that. What? Well, what? What? The, the finest fine food deli tipping system. I oh, know I do. I it's a terrific competition. I love it. I, I much much more enjoyable than the one pointer competition. I have to tell you. Now, before we get to the death alive, we've got the retire o meter. Going off over here. Oh. Um, 
massive amount of... My name might be on that. <laughs> Not yet. Massive amount of uh, retirement. You retire when we tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trent Cotchin, Isaac Smith, Luke Shuey, Ben Cunnington, Jack Zebel, Nick Natanui today announced he's retiring. Paddy McCartan announced he's retiring today too. So uh, I'm assuming we'll probably see about another dozen or so before in the next couple of weeks pan out. Anyone, anyone find you think that isn't going to retire that should? Nothing from Dave Hughes. Peter Hellier. Yeah, oh, God. <sighs> <laughs> Us? <laughs> no, no, no. We're going, we're going right. Anyone, anyone you're expecting the Saints to pull the pin? No, no. They don't really have retirees on the cards, I don't think, to be honest. No. No. All right. Right. Maybe, maybe to- actually, one guy, the ex-Bulldog will retire. Zane Cordy? No. He played his – did you see him on the weekend? No, I didn't see your game. He – he played out of his skin. He was great. Oh, good. He played his best game for us by a mile. In fact, the best game I've ever seen him play full stop. He was intercept, marking, dashing, passing. Pulling uh, himself I, off. He was doing it all, Kev. At one, at one point I said, who on earth is number 21 for St Kilda? <laughs> no. But, um, no, Tom Campbell might retire. Oh, okay. Well, Tommy's been uh, – what? Uh, North Melbourne, Bulldogs. Was he somewhere else before he went to Saints? No. No, okay. Tommy's been around for ages. Have you read his book? Tommy Campbell's book? Campbell's School Days is fantastic. No, I must have missed that. Good young, good fella, Tommy Campbell, really nice. And Zane Cordy's a ripping bloke, and his dad is just one of the best. Yeah. Uh, All right, so that's the retirement meeting. There'll be a lot more room coming up. (laughs) Uh, Now we get Brian. Are you ready for it? If you're listening to this, that means that your name is not will be, not be in the next segment because the next segment is the death lights. Thank you, Brian. And now let's uh, start. We'll start with a, a football from the football world. Brian Walsh uh, passed away at the age of seventy-two. Carlton, an Essendon player, back in the seventies. Played in uh, Carlton's 1973 losing grand final side, topped the goal kicking for them one year, went to Essendon, played 50-odd games, kicked 100 goals and uh, finished his playing career as the captain coach of Werribee where he won a uh, Eston Ferris. So sad to see Brian pass away. Uh, also, yeah, very, very young. Yeah, 72. 70. Well, also at the age of 72 was the uh, well-known lawyer Andrew Fraser, who, of course, was uh, infamous uh, for getting done on uh, on drug charges, but he was uh, also infamous for having been the lawyer for Alan Bond um, for a couple of the uh, gangland uh, figures over the years, and then uh, uh, then uh, I got I got some of my best shit I've ever got off that bloke. He's a ripper. Is that right? That's right. Well, he's no longer with us. Uh, in well, the... that, there goes there goes all my contact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Um, and he also uh, turned. He's been suffering from uh, cancer, obviously, and uh, uh, he actually decided what time he wanted to die, and uh, voluntarily <coughs> got him to turn the uh, the machine off. And half an hour later, he was gone. Decided when he wanted to so, go, and off he did. So they were half an hour late. No, I don't know that they're half an hour late. But said, I want to die at 12 o'clock, and then half an hour later he's dead. So well, 12.30. That, 
You'd be pissed off. You know, well, you'd be specific. That's how lawyers work. You know what it's like. Uh, now, from the music world, some uh, some very sad losses uh, this week in the music world. Um, Sixto Rodriguez, um, uh, the sugar man, uh, passed away mm. at the age of 81. Um, that famous documentary that I know a lot of people have watched. He, he had uh, a couple of big albums here, but uh, was massive uh, in America. Um, he passed away uh, this week. Um, locally, that, um, just 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 let me get back on him for a second. On Rodriguez, yeah. That documentary was half bullshit um, because it made out like he did nothing. He came out and toured Australia in the seventies. Yeah, he did. And yeah. and Sugar Man was the hit. And that's according to that documentary. That never happened. Oh and really? That's yeah. That's right. So you know, he just did nothing for twenty eight years. But it's bullshit because he had a hit in Australia. He came and toured Australia. But the album was called Cold I, Fact, wasn't it? From memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold Fact. Yeah. Look. But he was. He he did go into obscurity in America. He he was huge in South Africa. South Africa, yes. Yeah, but but he also toured Australia in in a time when that. So I just look. Yeah, I but think I don't think that I, lo- I love his. I love his. I don't music. think there was a heap of money in it for him. Well, uh, to a bloke who we've had on the Life of Brian podcast of recent times, telling his stories, that Glenn A. Baker posted a, a thing on social media about, uh, and I think it was even a photo of him and him and Rodriguez. Uh, when he toured Australia. Or we should get him back on the show and ask him about yeah, this, kid. Yeah, we do, We might do that. Um, so, yeah, he passed away. Locally, um, Brian, I imagine you would have crossed paths with uh, Ron Pino at some particular stage from Die Pretty? Um, no. Um, well, maybe, but um, no, it's, it, it's not somebody that um, I remember. I was certainly aware of the band and um, oh, I thought you, you might know, have... my condolences. I don't know. I'm... Look, my memory is terrible unless I see a face. And, you know, look, I've got an MRI tomorrow, so just, you know, come on, get easier questions, kid. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Uh, so uh, Ron passed away uh, just uh, yesterday, I think it was, at the age of 68 um, after a, a battle, I think, with uh, prostate cancer. Um, so that's a – that's a, oh, oh, thanks a lot. Thanks <laughs> a lot. Yeah, yeah. mate. Good yeah, on that, you. That's you a know, bit harsh. Stress is, you know, the worst thing you can have, and you know, here you are just rubbing my well, nose in the fact that I might have prostate cancer. Well, he was sixty-eight, oh. so you got you got some. Then the next bloke also died from got, prostate I've cancer. He made eighty. I've got six. I've got six and a half years. Oh. <laughs> well, no, hang on. The final one made it to eighty, and he had prostate cancer. So you, you know. Oh well, I don't know what, how good I'd be at eighty, but all right. Anyway, and the final one, about uh, me. yeah. So, so uh, condolences to uh, to Ron Penno's family, and uh, that's uh, that's uh, been felt by a lot of people in the Australian music industry who uh, obviously knew him and you died pretty very well. In fact, a mate of mine wrote a story on uh, on a, uh, on his website the other couple of weeks back about died pretty. He's a massive fan. Um, and finally, Robbie yeah, Robinson of the band uh, passed away at the age of eighty. Yeah, that that one really really upset me. Because um, he was just, I loved the band. I thought the band were fantastic. Uh, the Weight is, I think, one of the great songs of all time. Um, and they've done so many good songs. Such an inspiration, such a part of Bob Dylan's uh, career, getting him uh, to get some commercial kind of acceptance. And Robbie Robinson, just as the leader of that to group the band, uh, just unassailably brilliant um, as a songwriter and as a, and as a musician. So, um that one day, I found that very upsetting when I uh, when I read that he died. 
very upsetting. You were waiting for his new album, were you? Well, he, he, he did some stuff during the pandemic with um, – they did a version of The Wait, which they – one of those um, sort of Zoom things all around the world. It was absolutely fantastic. It just showed you what uh, – how relevant – uh, and timeless the music that he that he um, brought to the brought to the world. And the other one, though, I've got to mention this one too. William Friedkin died, the director, uh, at the age of eighty-seven. Um, a couple of brilliant films. The man was uh, the director of The Exorcist and director of the French Connection films, which are you know, oh, right up there movie. for me, right up there for me in terms of great films. He won a won an Academy, but. Uh, um, really good director, William Friedkin. They made some great movies in the 70s because after Easy Rider made so much money with, you know, crazy new wave directing, Yeah, they gave, you know, Coppola and all of these blokes and I imagine, you know, French Connection, that was sort of different. You know, it was a different way of making film and what was the other one, Kev? The Exorcist. Oh, gee, how good was that? I watched. I actually well, watched some stuff the other day on Linda Blair and uh, they, uh, they they showed footage of um, of William Friedkin. It wasn't to do with his death. It was actually a story I was watching on Linda Blair because of her connection to um, someone I was interviewing. Um, and uh, he was he was unbelievable. The 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 choreo- choreographed way that they did uh, a whole lot of the stuff in The Exorcist is quite quite unbelievable. Um, yeah, he was a very 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 good director. Well, it's sad loss. Yeah, so it is. So that is uh, the Deathalyzer. Close it up, Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes tonight's episode of The Deathalyzer. Thank you very much. Now let's get to the cheery topic this week. Finally, come up Welcome. with this one. Welcome to the cheery topic. <laughs> uh, and this week it is your top five ice creams, Finally, Now tell us, explain to us why uh, this came up as the uh, the topic that you wanted to go with. Because I knew it would piss Brian off. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, oh, a fun, it's a fun piece of nostalgia. Like we're, we're sort of grumpy old men, but I uh, thought, I thought, who doesn't love ice cream? So we're talking about not your favourite ice cream flavours, the ones you buy from the milk bar. Yeah. And I think all our lives, people all your life eat ice creams from milk bars and – yeah, and now and now super, supermarkets now have taken it over, but um, it's um, yeah, and that was very happy memories. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you can start us, Finey. Okay, at number five, look, it's not genius, but is it genius? Because I've never seen it in, I've really never seen it in like restaurant desserts, but the marriage of because you know the two. What are the two major things when you go to the ice, the streets, or the Peters fridge, the freezer at the milk bar, or the Seven Eleven, or whatever it is now, mm-hmm. or at least Fine Foods for that matter? All oh, right, okay. You've got to make a decision between the two. What are the two great food types in ice cream? The ice creamy one and the and the icy pole one. Correct, but there was the, you know, there is one ice cream that brings the two together. So at number five, I've always enjoyed the splice. Oh, yeah. yes. It really works. It's got a really nice creamy ice cream in the middle and a proper icy pole on the outside. It's whoever, whoever, I mean, 
you know, you can also get splits from Buller. No, 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 no. They're the cheaper version. Yeah. I mean, they're they're good economical ones to give the kids over summer. But (laughs) have one of them and shut up. But um, (laughs) nothing wrong with them. But, yeah, a splice has – and they've been around forever. They're very good. And and one of the most refreshing ice creams – you can possibly yeah. have because ice cream and, itself isn't terribly refreshing, but putting the putting the pine lime on the outside. Oh. Well, correct. I mean, and and there have been other flavors of splices, but we we do defer to pine lime. And you know, the key to that one was too funny is that the the quality of the vanilla ice cream is very good. Yes. It's very creamy. Yes, it makes yes. it delicious. Yes, it does. Correct. Look at Brian sitting there like <laughs> sitting there like a. Bump on a log. <laughs> All right, Mister Mannix, what if have you got? What have you got at number five? If it's not one of those alcohols, he's not interested. I, I had at my number five the pine splice. Since it's already been discussed, move oh. on. Yeah. Well, and why, why? Why does the pine the splice make it the number five for you? To, to give us your your an insight into your memory of having them. Eight and no, I was at Oak Park Pool and somebody said try a splice. I had a splice. I liked it. There's the anecdote. Um, <laughs> you know, what can I say? You know, I had it. I liked it. Right. Fair enough. Not like you know, great places to spew up in. You know, that gets your imagination working. All right. Well, my number five is slightly different. It's not the pine line slice. It's actually a little higher up my list. But my number five is 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 it, you're not going to a a milk bar as such or uh, a supermarket as such, but you are purchasing this. And I, for some reason, and I I know I'm not alone here, but for some reason. The soft serve at McDonald's rates really highly for me and it, in fact, comes in at my number five because I don't have it very often, but when I every time I do have it, I bloody love it. Um, Isn't it not ice cream? Isn't it cow bile? What? It's processed in Japan. Nah, it's just some rumour Brian spreading. No, no. I don't believe it's actually ice cream. Believe me, Brian, it's cheaper to make ice cream than import Japanese cowboy. <laughs> well, I don't know. Have you looked into it? Yeah, I, I actually I, I'm, confident, I'm confident in that. Yes. All I'm right. confident in that claim. So my my McDonald's soft serve or whatever it is is is, is my number five. Oh, thanks for that, Brian. It's, it's, you've just, you want some cow bile in a cone. Good on you. Beautiful. Uh, number I don't f- care whether it's true. I'm just assuming it is. Okay. Uh, what's number four, Finey? I think our list well, is going to be think, fairly similar, I reckon, me and you. Well, a couple of my choices are now defunct. They don't exist anymore. Uh, no, I think all mine still exist. Yeah. No, no I've got oh. a few that don't exist. Oh, okay. What do you got? So mine are a bracket. Now, the reason I really, I'm really loath to name one of them because Brian is too immature to handle it. Uh-oh. I can handle the truth. You won't be able to handle the name of this ice cream. Uh-oh. So when I was a kid, I reckon about six or seven, so the early 70s, there were two great little ice creams, but they came in 
They were both streets, I think. They came in a paper cup and you ate them with a plastic spoon or a wooden wooden spoon even back then. Yeah, it was a wooden spoon, yep. And one was the cappuccino and it was a little coffee-flavoured thing with vanilla ice cream on top and chocolate sprinkles. Yep. And another one, which was the bracket with this, and this is the one I'm loath to mention. Mm, go on, go ahead. was called In the Pink. Oh, wow. Vanilla and musk. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I loved In the Pink. Okay. Vanilla and musk. Yeah. Pink and white inside. Yep, pink and white. I never thought about it in a sexual way until right now. <laughs> Oh, that's disgusting! Oh, Jesus! What? Uh, oh. What's uh, so the cappuccino and the in the pink? Okay, I'll have to look the in the pink one. I don't remember that one. Okay, Brian, what yeah. do you got? Number four. Oh, look! It's a classic. I've got to say my most classic. Actually, no, I'm going to just say gelati, lemon gelati. Is that does that count as ice cream? Yes. Yeah, I, it's sorbet sort of thing, but um, it's so cleansing after you've had a bit of red and um, I'd probably prefer to have gelati or sorbet than any kind of ice cream. Um, and you can buy gelati, you know, and the cone. Yeah, I think gelati's good. Yeah, no, gelati is good. I like gelati. My number four is the pine lime spice. That's just... And, and as a, a kid who grew up, uh, you know, the sort of uh, the years between about seven and, uh, you know, 15 or so in Queensland, they were just the, the most thirst-quenching, beautiful, and my mother loved them. So uh, we always had plenty in the fridge during the uh, warmer months, so I was, I was very happy about that and uh, always always enjoyed it. And as I said, the, the vanilla ice cream in the pine lime splice is still to this day. I can still taste it now. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, number three, Finding. Is this, yeah, a, there is this a living many, one or a dead one? <coughs> well, there are many rumours surrounding whether or not this is living or dead, but I can tell you it's living because mm-hmm. you can buy boxes of them Ooh. at Aldi. But they're not easy to find. You definitely can't find them at the milk bar or, the you know, in the freezing chest anymore, but you can buy a six-pack of them, and I love them. And I put... I turn my nose up at magnums and connoisseurs. I'm not interested in them. I'm, I'm just not interested in them because they're all a riff on the classic that I love because I love that it's got thick chocolate and pure vanilla ice cream, not fancified ice cream. Give me an Eskimo pie any time <sighs> of the day. Damn. I love them. I love Eskimo pies, and you can still get them. I bought a Six box off them at Aldi last week. There you go. Now, they don't have a stick, do they? No, no stick. Yep, they're like a little sandwich one. Yeah, but it's just thick chocolate yep. and then beautiful vanilla ice cream on the inside. Everything else is superfluous. Yep, it's a, well, it's, it's simple. It's a very simple ice cream and it's, it, yeah, just you don't need to complicate these things. So, uh, yeah. The the seventy the eighties they decided to complicate a whole lot of ice creams and turn them into these like works of art and you went can you piss off and yeah. just give me an ice cream that tastes like an ice cream yeah um, like I mean there are there are magnums that have chocolate then caramel then more chocolate yeah no. then the ice cream yeah I mean get to the bloody point yeah exactly <laughs> Eskimo pies very good choice number three for you Brian no oh, I'm just having a ripping idea this is just going brilliantly for me. 
I was going to have Eskimo pie, <laughs> and then when and then when finally said I'd spoken to um, the ex missus and asked her what she thought, and she said, "Go the Magnum Ego," <laughs> and That's then he's one. mentioned and then he's mentioned that as well. That's the so, one with chocolate, vanilla, then chocolate again. I don't know, but you know, I now I'm just using other people's opinions because you keep usurping me all the time. Anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, Eskimo sandwich, whatever it's called, and you know the ego, the magnum. magnum uh, okay. My God, you know. My number three, I've I've agonised over my number three because my number my number one and two are pretty. Uh, one's already been mentioned, but uh, yeah, my number three, there's so many I could put in here. I'm currently very much eating the uh, the non kind of fattening ice cream. It's called a Fro Pro, which are really nice. The double chocolate, that's really nice. But I reckon just isn't for- a Fro Pro a cold hooker? <laughs> could be. Um, I, I thought I thought it was when Guy Sebastian hired a hooker. Uh, no, we don't know. We don't go there. Um, uh, so I, I'm juggling between two st- absolute classics, um, and I, no, I'm not going to have. I'm going to scrub that one out. I'm going to go the drumstick at number three. Very simple. I love the little chocolate edge around the around the top there. After you crunch down the bit of ice cream at the top, and then you get that little chocolate edge of fun, and then you on the, and then, uh, on, on the and, wafer. And then you get those nuts in your mouth, eh, Kev? Perfect. Absolutely perfect. A mouthful of nuts. <laughs> oh, what could be better, Brian, I said to you? Ah, look. So did the, that's what they told me at the gay disco. Exactly. The, uh, the drumstick makes it uh, my number three. Lovely, lovely ice cream. They could make – they could – they could take the vanilla ice cream out of the pine lime slot and use the same vanilla ice cream in the drumstick because the, the drumstick's vanilla ice cream is sometimes not of the quality deserved of such a um, a well-manicured and well-put-together uh, little stack Iconic. of ice cream. Yes, yeah. Maybe you, should, maybe you should swap teams and go the Cornetto. Well, the Cornetto was very close to the – very close to – they were cousins, I think. Well, they, one was Peter's, one Streets. Yeah, exactly the same. I like I like I the did. drumstick more than the cornetto. I, I know that's like oh. saying Pepsi I think and I'm more Coke. Of a cornetto almost. man, actually. Well, are yeah, you really cornetto. right? Oh, okay, he's got a bit more chocolate on the top. Ah, oh, right uh, no, I think uh, you know it's like Kia. Might Don't have, overlook them. They're pretty good cars. I might, uh, might have to check that out and do a drumstick Cornetto comparison. Uh, number two, Finey. All right, now with my number three Eskimo pie, I forgot to mention something. Mm, what's that? About 35 years ago, but then they stopped making it. I reckon 40 years ago they stopped making Eskimo pie. It had a first cousin that I used to love. The Baxi Bomb or whatever it's called? That the one? No. Oh, the maxi bomb. No, that's a current one. That's a piece. That's shocking. Okay. That's again overdoing it with wafer and this and that. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a. Yeah. It's an abomination, actually, a maxi bomb. <laughs> it's an should, abomination. Glad go I brought that up. Go fat yourself. It should be called <laughs> go fat yourself. Um, so, what was the Eskimo pie's cousin? It was called a triple treat. Do oh, that's the it? one with the bloody horrible bloody strawberry shit in it. Marshmallow. Yeah, no, that no, no, that tastes no, like no, 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 no. 
it was exactly the same as an Eskimo pie, but it, it had a sheet of pink marshmallow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was bloody awful. Yeah, no. Anyhow, that was an adjunct to my number three. So no, that's no, that was that was a shit sandwich. That one. Oh no, that was great back fun to that. No, no. Let no. me come back to the. Let me come back to the triple treat. Oh, I'll right. tell you a story about that. Okay. Uh, well, uh, let, let's get Farney's number two. Number two was a very simple ice cream. And I loved it, and I don't know why they stopped making it because it incorporated my favourite of all flavours of ice cream or milk, and it's very hard to get nowadays in anything. It was called a wink. Ah. And a wink was just a stick. It had no chocolate on top of it. It was just swirled chocolate and choc malt ice cream. Yeah. That's all it was. And they were very simple. They sort of were the same. They came out of the same mould as Barney Bananas. They had that same shape to them. Was it a wink one time half caramel, half chocolate? No, it was half choc malt, half chocolate. That's what a wink was. It like split down the middle, wasn't it? Oh, that sort of swirled a bit at the middle join. It was oh, a yeah. single stick. It didn't come oh, on two Oh, yeah, sticks. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. And I remember Winks. So the, I remember a, Remember they used to have ads for, like, ice creams were often cardboard little A-frames on top of the counter. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember Wink Five Cents. So... It was a pretty long time ago. Wow, five cents. I remember the I remember the ad for Barney Banana, six cents. No. I, I, loved the, buy, I loved the wink. Okay. I remember you could buy a yum yum, which was like a super duper in um, you know, that sort of paper that we had, you know, back in them days where you'd have, yeah. you know, soft drinks and that. And that was two cents. Good God. I remember, I remember Funny Boys were three cents. Yeah, yeah, I remember that oh. too. Yeah, I do. Five, I remember them five cents. Um, give, me, give me a Raz and a Glug and I'm a happy man. <laughs> uh, what's your number two, Raz and Glug? Um, triple treat. Um, the triple treat, um, I was discussing, as I said, with – uh, the ex-missus today, and I was telling her, and she said, oh, the triple treat, and she told me about it. And I said, no, nah, look, I can't even think of an ice cream when I hear the triple treat. And the reason being that my wife bought a second-hand um, out-of-the-ground pool and without consulting me, and she said, Brian, it's a bargain. And I said, you just know you're in trouble. And she goes, it's a bargain <laughs> because, you know, she just means it was cheap. You know, so anyway, we bought this pool. The filter didn't work. We had to knock down the back fence and get, a, you know, a, a, a digger in. You know, this $268 bargain turned into about three grand to just get it set up. But anyway, when the fence was knocked, down and the digger had to come in. The son's about eight and him and his mate are out there and out in the field they've found something called the triple treat and it's this triple set of dildos. You know, one of them wiggles <laughs> around and one of them is sort of just a freaking hard thing. And, da, da, da. and anyway, you know, obviously, and it was like, 
you know, and the kids are playing. They go, no, don't touch that. Get away, get away from the crowd. <laughs> but it was like somebody, you know, somebody had some really decrepit sort of sexy freaking urge. They just got off the tram and they popped in the sexy land and they bought the triple treat and then they used it on themselves. And then felt so disgusted with themselves, they just left it there for kids to play. Anyway, that's why the triple treat tickled a nerve with me. Anyway, what what am I? Uh, what have I got so far, Kev? You've got the pine lime splice at five, the lemon gelati at four, and the Eskimo pie stroke magnum ego at three. And uh, now you're you're are you submitting the triple treat for number two? Banana paddle pop. No, I'll go Barney Banana. At two. Banana at number two. Okay, I've got a With problem. Everybody, we all called, all the kids that I knew all had the same name for it. Mm-hmm. Monkey Chuck. That's right. Now, my problem with the Barney Bananas was the kind of chemically sort of taste that it had. Oh, terrible. It was some version of banana, but it wasn't banana. No, that's what I reckon too. Oh, yeah, it was something weird. Because it was was totally different to the paddle pop banana. Yeah. Can I tell you something that I found very curious in my life? You go to ice cream. You know there's a lot of really fancy gelati shops now and ice cream parlors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've looked at them, and they've got like 40 flavours or whatever, some magnificent flavours. You're going to have to have look you... a long way to find banana-flavoured ice cream. It just doesn't resonate. <laughs> it's been around for years. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, I don't know how many years we've been doing this show for, Kev, but this is the first time I have seen blatant racism on this show. I'm appalled with you guys' reaction to... Poor old Barney Banana, you know. Well, just you know, lay off him. I think racist. I think Barney's. Been, I think Barney's on the gear because Barney's got a very te- chemical taste about him. Barney has, I reckon. He, <laughs> he does behave like he's on the gear. Yeah, I mean, I've never been happy with Barney, and I always reckon Barney's uh, Barney's been on some sort of chemicals, whatever it is. Well, look, I'm going to apologise because you guys obviously know Barney better than I do, yep. and uh, I just took him for his. His word or his chatter. Barney's but, on the um, gear. Okay. Barney's on the He's gear. On the, He's on the gear. That's not a bad, not a bad lyric, Kev. Barney's on the gear. Well, it'll be on the album that we'll include. Have you got the photos from the toilet? Um, now, <laughs> my number two is Tom Selleck. Remember, what? Yeah, Magnum. I love a Magnum. Uh, just a classic Magnum or the Armand Magnum, not the one with the bloody – Thing going on and the other stuff in it. The the mint one's not bad. I love mint, but the the just the stock standard classic Magnum is a very good. It's it's a little a little bit more upmarket version of the of the heart, um, and just a, I reckon a, a better version of uh, you know just chocolate and ice cream, simple as. Um, so the Magnum makes it. Uh, my Tom Selleck makes it to, to number two. Um, until I discovered these Fropro ones of recently, I was I was very keen on the Magnums. I've gone. Stopped eating the magnums because they're just whacking the weight on me too much. The fro pros don't, and I can still have the chocolate. Um, so let's get to number one, Finey. The, the list so far includes the pine lime splice, in the pink, the Eskimo pie, and the wink. You've got pink, wink, pie, splice. What do we got at number one? All right. Now, I've actually left 
one out that's a classic, and I hope one of you do it. I know Brian won't because he's this paranoid homophobe, so he's not going to do it. But Because <laughs> um, I thought somebody would have mentioned Golden Gay Time, one of the all-time classics. It is an all-time classic, but it's not one that I, I – I mean, I'll have one, but it's not one that I um, that I covet or that I, I – prefer, I prefer it on a plate with cream or something like and a smaller section of it. You know, it's like a, a dessert rather than an ice cream. Yeah, okay. I've, just found, I've always found it interesting because it looks like it's got nuts on it, but they're not nuts, they're no. biscuits. Now, see, it now, looks that's... like it's got chocolate, but it's not chocolate. It's something else. Yeah, and, and uh, even the flavour of it's a bit mystifying. Yeah, no, but it so, all together it, is yummy. It, it, Anyhow, made, it made my list. It made my list, but it didn't. It didn't. Uh, didn't. Didn't make my list in, in my final cut. So yeah, no. all right. Well, it, it's not on mine. So so what's your mine, number one? It's defunct. Doesn't exist anymore. By a company that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. It was so far and away my favourite ice cream. I used to have 10 of these in the freezer at home, and then the company went out of production, went out of business, so the ice cream disappeared. First of all, the company was, remember when, like, every milk bar had Peters and Streets, there was a third company? Who was the third one? Paul's. Yeah, well, Paul's did Uh, milk, predominantly did milk. South Australian, South Australian wannabes. Well, no, no, there was Paul's in Melbourne, anyhow. Yeah, but they were an ice cream. South Australian company, I, I believe. Okay. They had well, an ice cream. It was not on a stick. came in a foil wrapper called a hazelnut roll. Oh, I remember them. Oh, God, they were beautiful. Oh, they chocolate were nice. The, chocolate on the outside, then a a circle of vanilla ice cream, but a core of hazelnut yeah, ice cream. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Very them. good quality, very creamy, and really yummy hazelnut ice cream. They tried spearmint roll for a while. I like mint ice cream. I'm like you, I like mint chocolate chip. Mm. Oh, and yeah. I like the spearmint roll, but I love the hazelnut roll. Oh, oh yeah, no, I do. I remember, I remember they were actually quite big in Brisbane when I was a kid. Yeah, but... That just should never have gone out of production. It, it, you know, Anthony Albanese, he's too worried about housing and the voice to parliament <laughs> when everybody knows he should be trying to get the hazelnut roll back into Australian refrigeration. Bloody priorities of these politicians is all askew, fine. It's a very good point that you make. The hazelnut I really, roll, I, really I guess, the hazelnut roll. I had, oh, no, I had them. Because uh, Paul's were quite big in Queensland. Paul's, I think, were, do you say they were a South Australian company, Brian? I think they might have had a big big, um, big headquarters in Queensland too. They also wow. had another really good ice cream called a patch, strawberry patch and chocolate oh, patch. Oh, I remember the chocolate patch, yeah. The strawberry patch. Was it the same in your family as it was in my family when the, when the tub of Neapolitan – um, was, you know, pulled out of the fridge, there'd always be almost the entire strawberry thing would be there. The chocolate would be almost three-quarters gone and there'd be half the vanilla, but all the strawberry would still be there. It's why it, it happens it happened with my kids, why I banned them from Neapolitan ice cream. See, when I was young, I can't remember what company did it, but they did Neapolitan. It reminded me very much of St Kilda during the First World War. Remember, they changed the colours to red, yellow and black? So there was a company that did strawberry. During the, first, 
during the First World War, I was at every game. And <laughs> I, at first, I didn't like the yellow. <laughs> but but literally, after, the, one of the, company, after the Battle of the Somme, I got yeah. used to it. But literally, one of the companies did that because they replaced the vanilla with pineapple. And I used to love that. Oh. Oh. Replace the vanilla with pineapple. Yuck. Oh, it's delicious. But anyhow, yeah, so hazelnut roll, uh, Paul's with their strawberry patch and chocolate patch. Yep. They were a good company. Yeah, and their were. ice cream was very good quality. Yeah. Don't worry about that. I remember that. It was good. What's yep. your number one, Brian? What what joins this illustrious list that is currently number two is Barney Bananas. Who's at number one? Well, hazelnut roll. Great. That was a great ice cream, no doubt about that. And that, but the whole company went under when they bought out the pork roll, and frozen <laughs> pork just didn't really take off. And it's a shame because the other products were of quality. But uh, there you go. I'm keeping it simple, Kev. Mm-hmm. Cannot beat. Even though they've watered down some of the ingredients over the years, not quite as good as they used to be, but. Give me a chocolate paddle pop. You're I'm a man of my own, after my own skin there, Brian. Yeah? Yep, chocolate paddle pop's number one for me too. Yeah, they're it's great. not ice cream. It's what an ice it's... confection. Oh, it's not. I don't start with that. Hang on, you were talking about drinking cow's bile before and you worried about a paddle pop? What are you... But it's not, they're not ice creams. It is so an ice cream. You look at the packet of a paddle pop, it'll say ice confection. Well, I don't care what it says, I know what it is. Oh. You look at oh. half the you look at half the things that you buy these days and they say what it is on the thing, it's that's not what you're eating. Yeah, I'm saying, but it doesn't have enough milk in it to be qualified as ice cream. Oh, and well, that's probably true. But I, lo- I love a chocolate paddle pop. God, I love a chocolate paddle pop. Now, you've got you've got the McDonald's chicken cow bile churned up into some bullshit and you're calling that an ice cream? No, oh, I, I it was know. mine. It was on my list. Hang on, that was Kevin, not me. <laughs> it was, oh, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the Japanese you know, bile man over here. I've been, I've been persecuted. <laughs> There's a dual system of justice here. It's not fair, but I, I won't let them get to me because I won't let them get to you. I'm standing in the way. Well, I'm up. I'm up the ice cream creek without with a paddle, and mine's a paddle pop, and it's a chocolate paddle pop, and I love them. Oh, I thought they were good, 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 it's good, great. good. So we concur, Brian. But the hazelnut roll, I'd forgotten about the hazelnut roll. Is oh, very good, very good indeed. There you go. And the um, the snapper roll that didn't take <laughs> off either. No, no. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you, if you're a good boy, you know when you get your tonsils out, yeah, you, you, you eat ice cream. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, well, Brian, if you're a good boy after your rectal examination, <laughs> I'll, I'll get a I'll, – I'll insert a hazelnut roll for you. It's interesting, it's interesting oh. you say that because oh, it has been a night of ice creams, but there's a certain guitarist, and I'm not going to name him because – Oh, you will. He, what? And he wasn't in my band. Right. Um, I'll, g- I'll give you a couple of clues. But he used to go to the tool manager in the morning, be lying in the bed to go, Digger, Digger, two paddle pops. Go and get me two paddle I think he's a little bit diabetic and might have needed sugar. Anyway, 
he got the two paddle the two women should come back with the two paddle pops. And one was just to put for him to eat, and the other was for him to put on the piles on his ass to calm them down. So there you go. Paddle, paddle pops, pops good for hemorrhoids. Well, you see what yeah. a, see what an absolutely see? brilliant thing they are. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's good. why they're number one, Kev. <laughs> as, a, as a man who has removed his own hemorrhoid, I can tell you that that is extremely poor, poor medical advice. <laughs> did you try? Did you try? Did you try putting a, a paddle pop on it? A cold paddle pop on it? I was being advised through the. You know the story. I'm not going to go through it again. <laughs> but I was being Listen. advised by a senior medical officer. Whippy is not a senior medical officer. <laughs> either was Russell, either was Russell Gilbert, but still, the operation went. The operation was a complete success. <laughs> oh goodness me! Uh, well, that's been fun, boys. We're done. We're done and dusted. Uh, we'll have a new topic next week. I can tell you one thing about this show: it mm. started at the bottom and it stayed there right <laughs> to the very end. <laughs> Good luck with your medical procedure, Brian. We hope it goes well for you. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm not worried at all. Hope I'm not on the death alizer next <laughs> oh, week. Stop it. <laughs> Talk about overdramatic. My God. Uh, that's the whole problem with me. I am so overdramatic. Oh, have, so I've had to play GTA 5 just to I kill people, people. And, and, and keep my mind busy. Because I don't want to think because I know why, how my mind works. I've got to think about good things. Anyway, we're going to be fine. And, when they, and Brian, and Brian when, you, when they come back and they give you a thing, uh, the, 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 the definition of a second opinion is not putting two fingers up your clacker, okay? <laughs> oh, well, I look. If I need a second opinion, I want the whole fist up there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. Let's, let's yeah. make total sure. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. When the when when the proctologist or the, I don't know who does, does all these things, whether the um, specialist or even amateur, <laughs> I don't know who you're seeing, or just, or just well, the hobby, or just the, the hobby I, finger up. <laughs> it what? might just well, be a, it might, might just be a, somebody's hobby, but when they look at the images and they say, "Gee, I've never seen something like that before," my reaction would be, "I hope not." <laughs> <laughs> I hope well, you haven't seen them. I hope, I, hope this, I hope this isn't. I'm glad this isn't public knowledge. Whatever's yeah, going on yeah. up there. This looks like the one I well, saw last night on the internet. That's not what you want to hear. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I've seen this before. It's in my textbook. Brian's ass, page 11, 13, and a fold-out in the middle. Well, I've got to to pay. It's it's quite expensive uh, to do the MRI. Yeah. But I figure you just don't don't skimp on your health because I had an option from some bloke who said he'd do a proctology examination with a milk bottle and a torch. Right. And that was, that was only going to be eight ninety five. But I figured, look, take the extra expense and do that. A milk bottle and a torch. Yeah, but Brian, Brian, seriously, mm. take advantage of it because they, what they do is they put some high-tech camera up there and take images of it. Oh, no, this is just get an the, MRI. Get some glossies, get some black oh, and white. Yeah. 
and get your Christmas cards done. Oh, well, you know, look, this is the beauty where I'm getting them because they're going, oh, we're going to check your prostate and your your bladder, your, your wall, your bladder's a bit thick. But yeah. bugger me, they'll have to check my pancreas, my long intestine. I'm going to get more bang from a buck than they realise because <laughs> they'll, they'll be looking at it and go, oh, no, that's all fine, but hang on, look at his long intestine here. Yeah. So, do, you yeah. they, do you reckon when they send the pictures <laughs> off to your pathologist, the pathologist will go, that's Brian Maddox. I remember him from the Antetiaxman. <laughs> look. If there's, I'm going to ask for still. There's got to be a poster out of this, or at least a T-shirt. Um, you know, I don't know. Actually, let me have a look and see what my dick's doing. I don't know whether you can see your dick or not in, in an MRI. But um, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll know when I get out and if they've all got erections. Oh, well, we're all they, can, we're they all, can. We're all so looking forward to next week's program for all the results and all the pictures and X-rays and. Do dads and whatever else comes with it. Thank you, Brian. For you know sharing. what? You know what, Brian? <laughs> Thank you. Put me down for two poster size, one big <laughs> magnet, and a triple, and I'll take that triple treat off your hands. <laughs> oh, goodness me! Well, look. I'll give it a wash and bring it to you next week. Beautiful. We look forward to it. Uh, thank you, boys. Uh, good health and happiness to you, and I'll see you next week. Cheers, boys. Good health, Brian and Kevin. Bye. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.